0: We're going to continue our series in uh, First John this morning, and I'm going to try, I'm supposed to preach a mini-sermon, okay? It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Mini and sermon don't really go together, so pray. loranda said there's going to be signs and wonders and miracles. Me doing a mini-sermon would qualify, but well, that would qualify. Okay, so um, can you guys get the... Uh, um, I know you're multitasking back there. The sermon slides up for me. So we've been in a series in First John. We actually have two weeks left, and uh, we've been we've been talking about it's called loved to love, and we've been talking about how God's love pours into us, just like this image. We're the sponge, and God's love pours into us, and then we drip this love out into the world, and. Um, Today, we're looking at 1 John 4, 7 through 20 or so. We're going to hit the first section of those, of those verses. And in this passage, uh, it says, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Now, I, I highlighted the word complete. We're going to come back to the whole section in a little bit. This is just the intro. We're going to intro here. We're gonna have you do some more discussion questions in your section, and then we'll come back to the rest of the text. But this word complete really struck me, it, it, it hit me, because to me, it's this wild concept that there was something incomplete about God's love. Just picture that for a second. Could God's love be incomplete? Most of us would say, well, of course not, it's God. His love couldn't be incomplete. This passage in 1 John says, there's a way to make his love complete, and without it, his love is incomplete. Now, uh, we're going to talk about completion and about our role in it. Now, you know me. I like to have fun, especially during the intro time, so we're going to have a little, a little fun today. We have, uh, we have some track athletes in the house. Let's, let's hear it for track. Let's hear it for track and field. Yep, yeah, we got a whole bunch of track athletes in the house today, okay, now. This is a photo, I'm going to play the video next, so make sure my audio is ready in the back. Um, this is just a short video, 300-meter meter steeplechase at the 2015 Pepsi Invitational. So this is a college track meet, Pac-12, pretty big time. This dude in front, he's from the University of Oregon, and he's, he's in the lead. And uh, he's got just a little bit more to go. 3,000 meters is a lot. That's a lot of laps. Uh, a mile is four laps this is pretty much 2 miles it's just about eight laps around the track and you're jumping over water what's in front of me <laughs> you're jumping over this big giant wood hurdle in water for eight laps so this this bro in front he's he's killing it he's going to win the Pepsi Invitational so what would you do if you got 50 meters left to go to win the Pepsi Invitational well like this guy you you get hyped Right? So he starts getting the crowd hyped as he's about to finish. You can only imagine what happens next. All right, so, so let's just watch. It's only like 30 seconds. So watch, watch our man in front, and then try to get a picture of his face if you can. Take my word for it. There's a moral to this story.
1: Yeah, it looked like a coronation for Tonje Pepio. He's getting the crowd. He wants the crowd to cheer his performance. And at the end, he gets pipped. He gets pipped by Marin Simon of Washington. And you just can't do this kind of stuff, Lewis. You can. And you know, you see his face and you know, no one has to say anything. They don't have to explain it to him. He'll never make that mistake again.
0: Oh, good. All right. So, um, I don't know if I had a blank. Take but, my words. No, I don't. Okay. All right. So, Jalen, Alicia, when you go to college and run track, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay right Miss Bracey that's right you got to finish the race (laughs) you got to complete the race you got to have completion all right do we all following me you got to have completion we have to complete the race now this next video for those of you that are football people or marching band people we got you in this one too okay we got you in this one too this was 1982. I only have two of these, don't worry. There, there was a lot to pick from, but I boiled it down to two. 1982, Stanford and Cal, they're big rivals. This is like the California version in that region of Michigan, Michigan State. Okay, This is a big deal. Stanford is leading 20 to 19 with just a few seconds remaining. So all they have to do, this is a kickoff. This happens after you score. They just have to kick it down the field. They try to kick like a ground ball which makes it harder to return. They just gotta tackle this dude, and the game is over, okay? So, uh, watch this video, and remember, if you're a fan or in the marching band of Stanford, who's leading right now, you need to remember that it's important that the game is complete. Completion matters, can we all say that? Completion matters, okay? Here we go. If you can. Dramatic, heart-rundy, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has <laughs> won the big game over Stanford. Oh, excuse me for my voice, but I have never, never been. <laughs> I seen love that announcer in the history of I've ever seen uh, a game in my life. You're down on the field. Alright, so the rest of that video, they that's the guy in the band today. They interview him. The guy that got run over. <laughs> that's an interview with him. All right, so I just like to have fun. I like you to think, remember, completion matters. We're going to talk about this in a more serious way here in a moment, but I want, I want to bring us back to this idea that uh, God has a plan for his love, brothers and sisters. He has a plan for his love. I really think most of us have a hard time getting our head around the idea that God's love could be incomplete. Like if, if you said that in church, somebody would say, no way, God's love is not incomplete. It's complete. 1 John 4 tells us, There's one way to complete God's love. There's one way to complete God's love. And we're going to talk about that today. And we have a very active role in that, okay? So we're going to put you back in your groups for five minutes to get you thinking. All right, we want to get you thinking. We want to get you to know the people in your group. And so first of all, does anyone have any good stories about incomplete? Could be maybe home renovations. You're, You're working on something at your house and it hasn't been done for a long time. Maybe you're elbowing the person next to you if you're married. Okay, maybe you have a car that's incomplete that you're working on. Maybe you have a sports story, like the one we just talked about. Uh, This last one, who had rules at family mealtime? Maybe it was your parents. You will complete that meal. You will not get up from this plate. You will not get up from this dinner until that plate is clean. Or maybe you try that with your kids. If that works for you, let me know, because we have not figured that one out yet. Uh, So any funny stories at all that have to do with uh, any of those items or something similar, share with your group. And then the second one will get us more into our message. What's the difference between the cliche message in culture to love? I put it in quotes because I feel like our culture is always saying love, love, love others, love others, be kind, love. There's a very cliche message versus actual sacrificial love selfless love so talk about those two questions for five minutes all right everybody go ahead and turn your direction back this way I hope you had some good conversation somebody needs to go out to Josh's house and help him finish staining his deck for the sake of his marriage he needs some help uh, completing some home improvement jobs um, good thing Christy's name isn't here she'd be like yes him 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 all right so first John four we're going to start in verse 7, but we'll get there here in a moment. I don't, I don't know about you and your faith. I'm just going to be real with you. I've been walking with God for a long time, and I, I'm just going to be real and transparent. I sometimes wish God was more obvious. Okay, I'm going to say that again. I sometimes wish God was more obvious. Now, some of you might be in a place where you're like, what are you talking about? God's super obvious. Like, duh, praise God that you're there. Uh, I think often m- many are in a place where we go, man, God, you could make this a little bit easier. Like, I read about stuff in the Bible. I'll go to, like, 1 Kings 18, and Elijah calls down fire from heaven to, you know, uh, consume this, this, this altar that he made in front of the prophets of Baal. I mean, that'd be all right with me if I could call down fire from heaven. I think, you know, you only feel like we'd reach more people in Grand Rapids? If, if, if we could be like, yo, God, call down some fire from heaven, boom, you know what I mean? like they just see, like, Jesus, he did so many miracles. He, you remember, like, the feeding of the 5,000, he took just a, a few loaves of bread and a couple fish, and he, he broke them, and he fed, really, was like 20,000 people. You're like, man, that'd be, that'd be all right. Like, we could have our cookouts out here, we could just get one, you know, like, one rib, and we just keep breaking it off, breaking it off, breaking it off, there's more, it's just like, and people like... Are you serious? Like, yes, we're, this is Jesus. This is what he does, right? I mean, like, this just seems like this would help sometimes, uh, you know, in our faith. And, and I just be honest with you. There's times where I go, I wish it, I wish it was... Don't you want to have coffee with Jesus or a drink with Jesus? You want to sit on your porch and you want to just ask him a whole bunch of questions? Don't you read the New Testament and get envious of the disciples? You go like, you could have asked him anything you wanted. You had him for three years. I wish I had that. I would, Like, literally... Right here, today. you can ask him anything you want, absolutely, in prayer. But I'm talking about like right here in the flesh, just like you're sitting next to the person next to you. Now, here's the thing. Jesus did all those things in the New Testament. God did all those things in the Bible. All those miracles, all those wonders, all those incredible things, they happened. And guess what? He's still capable of them. He could still do them. And in some ways, he still does, but I don't think in the same extravagant fire from heaven sort of way, parting of the Red Sea that we see throughout the Bible why is that why is that uh, well there's a plan he had a plan post Jesus he had a plan after Jesus Jesus came died on the cross resurrected from the dead and then he left us with his Holy Spirit he left us with the church and he has a plan and it's laid out in first John 4 Okay, his plan is laid out in 1 John 4, which is what we're going to look at today. And, and guess what? Uh, 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 I'll give you the, the, the punchline. Uh, the, the, I'll spoil the spoiler. That's what it is, the spoiler. Um, we're involved. We're heavily involved in his plan, okay? So it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son, that's Jesus, as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. We have three people getting baptized today who are publicly declaring, I believe that. I believe, verse 10, atoning sacrifice means I was going to be punished for my sins. My sins deserve God's wrath. Atoning sacrifice means Jesus took my place. Here was me, and this is what I deserved, and Jesus came along on the cross, and he died on the cross for me, and he said, I'm taking your place. I want to forgive you of your sins. We have three people who are publicly declaring, I believe that. I'm committing my life to follow that Jesus. Amen. 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 So there's a plan here. There's a plan. There's his love, and it pours out into us. And as we've been talking about in the series, we're to go pour it out into the world. The, the the section wraps up by saying, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one Has ever seen God but if we love one another God lives in us and his love is made complete in us now Jesus said if you've seen me you've seen the father which is amazing John the author here is talking about the God of the Old Testament there's verses in the Old Testament said if we saw God he's so holy God the father Yahweh not Jesus here come in the flesh Jesus came in the flesh so we could interact with God in a way we could interact with him. But God is so holy. We, if we saw him face to face. We would die. Because of his holiness. And our sinfulness. Jesus made a way to bring us back together. So here in 1 John. John's saying look. You can't see God. Noah you want him to be more obvious. Well guess what. If we love one another. God lives in us. And his love. Is made complete. In us. Now. Has anyone ever been to a candlelight vigil? A candlelight vigil? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you can raise your hand. You can raise your hand. Yeah. How many have been to a candlelight vigil? Okay. Many. Most of us. So if you haven't, it's a really powerful experience. It's a powerful experience. Uh, I remember the first one I was at, and it was all dark. It's very powerful. You have one little candle in your hand, and the person up front starts by lighting their candle with one little match. And then they do this. And they light to the person next to them, and then they light to the people next to them on this side, and on this side. And before you know it, the whole place is aglow with flame. And you're holding your flame, and you're going, I'm a part of this. Like, I'm a part of lighting up this dark place. And it all started with this one little, little flame. That is what John is talking about in 1 John 4. This is God's plan for the world. This is God's plan to make God obvious to the world. Is that we that believe in Jesus, that have Jesus literally living inside of us, that have the Holy Spirit inside of us, our lives look different. And wherever we go, we take this light and we share it with the person next to us. And we share it with the person next to us. Now, in your your discussion questions, I asked you to discuss this cliche idea of love in our culture. And even in the church, there's a cliche version of love. Oh, great, I went to church and learned to love others today. I want to talk about the specific love of Jesus, not the cliche love that we have in the world. I believe the cliche love in the world is uh, love what is convenient. I love tacos. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But now we're preaching. But I get tired of tacos. You know, I had tacos two days in a row. So now I love pizza. I don't love tacos anymore, now I love pizza, I love my wife, I love her, oh, but now I'm kind of tired of that, I'm kind of tired of that, it's kind of old, kind of old, it's the same every day, really, I don't know, this, that pizza smells pretty good over here, that's love in our culture, do you see what I'm saying? Love in our culture is like, what feels good, go do it. That's not love. That's selfishness. That's loving of the self. That's loving of the self. And you don't have to be married to apply that type of love. When we talk about being an anti-racist church, whoo, we're talking about a deep type of love here. A selfless type of love that's willing to, to look at how our culture was built together in a very unloving way by, by politicians and, and by policies and and, and by, by real estate agents and, and all these sorts of things in our culture. And for us to be humble enough to say, I'm going to love across cultures, even though it's unfamiliar to me. It's unfamiliar to me, but I'm called. Think about how unfamiliar Jesus is versus us. God is in heaven and we are on earth. And that's unfamiliar, don't you think? Now, granted, God created us. But God's not the same as us. God is God, and he said, I'm going to come to the unfamiliar, and I'm going to love you in such a personable way, I'm going to relate with you, I'm going to engage with you, and so it's not enough to have a cliche love one another, if we love one another, we will want to see justice done in one another's lives, amen, right, if someone is oppressed, I cannot say, I love you, good luck with your oppression, I love you. I hope those chains don't hurt too bad. I'm going to go over here and, and, and go swimming or whatever. Like, that isn't love. Okay, that's not the type of love that the New Testament leads us into. And 1 John, we've done whole sermons on, John gets so specific about material possessions. He's like, you can't see somebody that is in need of material possessions as a believer without having pity on them, compassion would be the word, and doing something about it, doing something about it. This is a love that requires action. So you can see how that type of love could light up the world. Because the world's gonna see it and go, that's different than what I've got, amen, amen? That's different than what I've got. If the church looks just like the world, we aren't being the light to the world. We're not being Jesus's type of love, his redemptive kingdom, bringing justice to the oppressed, bringing salvation to the lost, bringing forgiveness of sins to sinners. If the church looks just like the world, and that's what 1 John is getting us to here. All right, so back to me wanting God to do more extravagant wonders. I'm just being transparent with you. And it's kind of like there's these wonders and they're recorded in scripture and it's like, okay, God did these amazing things. Check. Yeah, He parted the Red Sea. Got it. He He fed the five thousand. Got it. Jesus died on the cross. Got it. The tomb is empty. Got it. But it's not complete. I, mean, I think that sounds pretty complete to me. It kind of looks like this car. Okay, who wants to drive that car? Anyone? Debo, you want to drive that? <laughs> this is a car, but it's not complete right it's a car but it's not gonna fulfill its purpose and we go to God and we say God I want more fire from heaven do it again I want you to feed the 5,000 again do it again Jesus I want you to come back in human form again I want to have that conversation. I'm not believing in you until you sit next to me and we can talk this out do it again and we're going to God we're saying God I want more engines I want more doors I need more rearview mirrors I need more steering wheels. And God's saying, I already gave you all that. You feel me? I already gave it to you. Read your Bible. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Interact with me. I'm alive. I gave it to you already. That's not my plan. My plan isn't to part the Red Sea again. It's not to feed the 5,000 again. My plan is written out in Scripture. Because you have all that. My plan looks like this. This is the plan, brothers and sisters. And guess who the wheels are? Point to yourself. Point to the person next to you. We're the wheels. You carry the incredible love of Jesus with you wherever you go. You carry the message of reconciliation between a holy God and sinful humanity wherever you go. You carry the visible person of Jesus, the visible person person of Jesus, wherever you go in the city, wherever you go in the world, when you go to Saginaw Valley State, when you go to Illinois State, you carry Jesus with you. When you go to Central Michigan University, you carry Jesus with you. When you go to school in the fall, you carry Jesus with you at your middle school, at your high school, at your place of work, when you're chilling on the front porch, you have Jesus with you. Right? That is how we make his love complete. This is God's plan. Make my love complete. God wants to change the world, and he wants to use you and me to do it. I love that. I love that God wants to include me in his plan. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one's ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. You are the wheels, be the wheels. This is why our analogy is so important. We're gonna have three people dunking into this, this tub. We've been using a yellow sponge as our example. Well, guess what? These three human bodies will be visible sponges okay they're gonna get out of this water amen and they're gonna be dripping jesus okay they're gonna be dripping him both in the physical sense of the water and wherever they go they're saying to the world i'm following jesus i'm following jesus wherever i go dripping jesus wherever they go so i want to talk to you briefly about baptism Uh, We're shifting into our our baptism portion. So if our our kids aren't up here yet, um, I think someone may have already gone to get them. Hannah got them. Okay, we're good. We're good. Okay, great. So our kids will be up here shortly. I want to briefly explain what baptism is not and what it is because this is our first one. So it's super exciting. Um, Baptism does not save you. Jesus saves you. Okay, so very quickly, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It's by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that nobody can boast. We're not saved by works. This is a work. It's a command, but it's a work. Going out of this water, coming back up, that doesn't save these people. Jesus saves these people. Their faith in Jesus is what saves these people. Thief on the cross, never got baptized. That bro is going to be in heaven. <laughs> We're going to be like, yo, you believed in Jesus. Like literally you ought to hang on the cross with him. That's crazy, right? Okay. Uh, 1 Peter 3, 18, he says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. We are the unrighteous. We couldn't measure up. Jesus measured up. Baptism doesn't make you measure up. Jesus makes you measure up. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Now we're tracking. All right. Now real quick, a quick analogy. Um, I'm married. Uh, my wife is doing the kids', kids ministry in the, in the nursery over there. Um, I wear a wedding ring, and I had a, I had a, 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 I had a wedding. I had a wedding. I had a ceremony. And at that ceremony, we brought a bunch of people together, family and friends together, and I wear this ring, and the purpose of my ring is to tell people I'm committed to my wife. I am not available. Uh, that, the, the ring doesn't make me married. You follow me? My wedding ceremony didn't make me married. What makes me married is my covenant to my wife. That's what makes me married. Now, if I were, to, if, I, if I was, let's say I was in college, and I was single, and I said to you, hey, I'm dating someone, I I have a girlfriend, you may be like, cool, you know, how is she, like, is she nice, does she love Jesus, like, tell me about your girlfriend. If I came up to you today, and I was like, hey, Mike, guess what, I got a girlfriend. (laughs) Mike ought to slap me in the face, you understand? I am married, and I've been married for 18 years, and I'm committed to my wife, and I love my wife, and we have a covenant, and I'm not gonna go around with my wedding ring on. And my wedding ceremony that 200 people attended, friends and family that know very well that I am married, and I say I have a girlfriend, I ought to get slapped in the face. And my, and my wife would certainly do that to me and anyone else involved uh, in that scenario as well, amen? And so, so listen, this baptism is like a wedding ceremony, it is like wearing the wedding ring. This is going on YouTube. I want it on your social media. I want your friends to know I'm making a covenant with Jesus. And I am his. And he is who I am married to. And, 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 and so wherever you go, if you are baptized, wherever you go, the world ought to not see you dating other people amen, because you are dating Jesus, right, that is a metaphor, I'm talking about you're married to Jesus, don't be going to get dating sin, don't be dating Satan, when you're married to Jesus, okay, so this is a public way of saying, this is how serious I am about this, I want to show this publicly today, which is, which is so, so thrilling, all right, so we're going to have three people coming up, putting it on this wedding ring, Getting baptized in front of us today. This verse is beautiful. It's a beautiful symbol. We have been buried with him, really a parallel, uh, through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead uh, through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. So, uh, first, we're going to have Josie come on up. Josie Raphael, can we give her a hand? Right, Josie, you can go in and stand. We're going to have you come in over here where the towel is, actually. Maybe enter and exit here. And we're going to do something else here uh, as a tradition at Mosaic. Um, anyone who is a, a family member that's a believer in Jesus, you're following Jesus, and you're saying, I can support Josie Raphael in her walk with Jesus. This is her covenant to the, ch- to, to the church but we wanna make a covenant to her. And I know you got a lot of family here and friends um, and anyone else in the church who, who specifically is saying, I wanna come alongside Josie and I wanna help guide her in her, her walk with Jesus, um, I want you guys to come up front and I want you to stand uh, right, right over here. Go ahead and stand right behind her. I'm sorry, just come right back up here as she, as she reads. Come on up. Just stand right back here, there's plenty of room, just fill it in. So these people that are standing behind you, Josie, these are, and our whole church is with you. Our whole church is with you. These are family and friends and members of our church who are saying, I've got your back. You're not in this alone. We're gonna help you follow Jesus. We're gonna help disciple you as you become a disciple of Jesus'. Is that pretty cool? Turn around, look at everybody. Yeah, isn't that awesome? (laughs) All right, go ahead. We're ready for you. There you go.
2: Good morning, everyone. I know some of you know this, but when I was about four months old, I was put, put into foster care. On October 19th of 2016, I was adopted into my forever family. I was able to see God's love through their love and now I want to share my love and spread God's love to others. I used to go to a different church and learned that if you asked God for forgiveness of your sins, you would get a certificate and a candy bar. Let's just say I ended up with a lot of certificates and candy bars. (laughs) I asked God for forgiveness many times because even as a young girl, I felt led to follow God. What I came to understand is that my choice to follow Jesus into my life and forever What I came to understand is that my choice to ask Jesus into my life and for forgiveness of my sins didn't need to happen every week. I chose to be saved because I want eternal life with God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I've continued to learn so much and decided that now I want to be baptized because I want my walk with God to be forever and I'm ready to publicly display it. I am excited for what this brings and know that it takes work and dedication to be a Jesus follower. Ephesians 2, eight through nine says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. I hope someone was inspired by my story today. I want the free gift of God and I want to walk by him.
0: Amen, amen. All right, Josie, the water is nice and warm, so go ahead and just step in, and then we're gonna have you walk that way a little bit. Okay, and go ahead and sit all the way down. I feel okay? Okay. Hannah, you can come up if you want. Josie, do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, and you wanna make him the Lord of your life? And do you wanna show that today publicly through baptism? Amen. Go ahead and plug your nose. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in his death and raised with him in his resurrection. Come on out right over here on the towel. Amen. 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 You've got a lot of people that want to hug you <laughs> amen amen all right we're just getting started everybody we're just getting started amen raphael crew thank you for your support of josie and uh you guys are wonderful you're good i'm gonna have you just kind of walk that way and the track relay the four by one it, it continues Jalen to you I got the baton come on up Jalen come on up Jalen all right same um, if you are someone in the house family friend I know some of you doing video but you're gonna have to come up too, you might to you my so come on up uh, Josh hand off your camera to somebody come on up if you're someone in Jalen's life and you're saying, yo, I'm here for you today. And again, Jalen, our whole church is here for you today. You have a church family here whenever you are back in Grand Rapids. Um, we're here for you. And while you're away, we're going we're gonna to send you things. We're going to annoy you. We're going to tell you that we love you. Um, but these people coming up behind you, friends, family, disciples, Um, people that are saying, man, I'm I'm with you in this, I'm going to be texting you, I'm going to be calling you, I'm going to be seeing how your walk with Jesus is going, take a look at these people behind you right now. That's what they're saying, okay? That's what they're saying. All right. Go ahead, brother.
1: Good morning, everyone. Uh, My name is Jalen Holmes. I'm just going to share a quick story with you guys about how God has the final say. Um, about no matter what um, people say, doctors say, teachers, or just men in general, what God has planned out for you will be fulfilled. If you know me, you know I've been running track since the third grade. To kind of pull things along, when I was around eight or nine years old, I was rushed to the hospital for two weeks um, in the ICU due to my asthma, as my lungs filled with um, mucus and pneumonia. Um, Before leaving the hospital, I remember the doctors telling my mom and dad that I would never be able to play like a normal kid um, since my condition was so bad. I've always had the dream to be able to run on the professional circuit, um, but doctors already told me that I won't be able to even play like a kid. Fast forward years later, um, I've been able to run and collect medals on some of the biggest stages for a high school track and field athlete. Um, just next week, I'll leave for school when I'm able to compete at the divisional level with a um, scholarship for track and field. This is what I mean when I say God has a final say. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, um, for we walk by faith and not by sight. God has really changed my life around, and um, what he has planned for each indiv- individual person, no matter what, um, his plans will be fulfilled. This is why my faith, faith is so strong. No matter what you're going through, God can deliver you from all things. Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and whoever should ask to be forgiven for them, accept them in your life, um, and believe in your heart, will be saved. So t- today, I choose baptism as an outward expression of my faith, I leave my past behind. Thank you, God bless everyone.
0: Amen. Amen. That on that stand right there. Alright. Step in. I think be alright. All right, same as Josie. Come on down here. <laughs> Check for her phone. <laughs> Jalen, do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and you want to make him the Lord of your life? And do you want to show that today publicly through baptism? It is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in his death and raised with him in his resurrection. Amen. 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 (laughs) Hey man, congratulations Ah, Who who wants a wet hug? Who wants a wet hug? Yeah Yeah, and so some of you might be staying up here Alicia's coming up next, and I know Jalen and Alyssa are really, really close friends and, and are supporting each other. Alicia was here up here to support Jalen, and Jalen is staying up here to support Alicia. So, um, so anyone else, come on up to be uh, behind Alicia here. And um, here comes Alyssa. There we go. Yeah. And mom is here. <laughs> All right, Alicia. Um, let me grab the mic over here. All right, take a look at the people behind you. All these people are saying, I got you. I'm going to text you. I'm going to call you. I'm going to support you. As you follow Jesus, we're going to help you follow Jesus. Thank you. Go ahead.
3: Good morning. How y'all doing today? Good. Okay, that's good, that's good. I'm happy to do this. But um, good morning. My name is Alicia, as you already stated. I recently graduated from high school, and I will be entering college in the next week or so. I've decided to get baptized because I wanted a renewal of myself as I enter my walk with Christ. My relationship with Christ has been a ride for sure. Um, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not perfect at all. With many moments I've drifted away or even turned away from God, um, kind of like, not necessarily mad, but I felt like I didn't need him, that I could do it all on my own, as most people think. Um, I wanted to do my own thing. I felt like I didn't need God, that I can handle everything on my own. Um, as my mom probably think, I'm kind of I'm a stubborn person, I'm really independent, so I kind of do my own thing. And yeah, well, it turned out I did in fact need God. I had to learn that the hard way. The battles and trials I faced, I couldn't get through them on my own. A lot of times I felt so alone, I was lost. And even then I knew there were more than enough people who loved me and cared about me, but it simply never filled the void I had in my heart. Then it all clicked for me one day that Jesus was the only true way. Not materialistic things, not people, not romance, not even my beloved sport of track that I hold so dearly to my heart. Only Jesus could feel the emptiness I felt. Today, I just want to leave you all with hope that you won't find that missing piece in worldly possessions or even any human being. Yeah, they might help for a short amount of time, but that's only a short amount of time. Like I said, I see uh, Pastor Noah preach today. That missing piece is Christ, the only one who could ever fulfill what I liked and searched for. Today um, I want to get baptized to proclaim to y'all, and just to let all y'all let all you guys know that God is truly all you need. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you. All right, Alicia. Oh yeah, no no cell phones or anything, right? Alicia, do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and you want to make him the Lord of your life? Always. And you want to show that publicly today through baptism? Mm-hmm. Then it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in his death and raised with him in his resurrection.
2: <laughs>
0: Woo! <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen.